We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear one, my darling. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting Empower Radio be part of your day today. You know, as spiritual beings having a human experience, we are most of us born with veils over our eyes. Most of us have something called earth amnesia and therefore have forgotten who we truly are. I've done a lot of work to try to remember, and because you're here with us today, I'm confident you are ready to remember who you are as well. So if you're ready to step into your authentic power, answer the call of service, claim your sovereignty, stand in your truth, speak up, speak out, and if you are ready to unleash a flood of love and wisdom onto this planet, the show is dedicated to you. My gift today has a gift of guiding, reminding, and inspiring her students, readers, clients, and listeners of their true purpose and intended destiny. And I'm honored to be able to share her with you here today on Journey to Center. We are here with Carrie Hummingbird. Carrie Hummingbird is a soul guide and a channel of and the embodiment of White Eagle, an ascended master who specializes in rainbow light activation of human DNA. She has served as a social activist, leader, and philanthropist for over three decades. Carrie is the founder of the Skills Not Pills movement and the host of Soul Nectar Show. Ms. Hummingbird inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with authenticity, passion, and purpose, which in turn naturally and positively impacts others. She catalyzes mind shifts that transform lives into gifts of wisdom. She has a Reinvent Yourself program for individual and group mentoring. She is the author of the award-winning best-selling book, Awakening to Me, One Woman's Journey to Self-Love, which describes the early years of her spiritual awakening, awakening and her new book, the international best-selling book, The Second Wave transcending the human drama. So Carrie, thank you for saying yes to this conversation here today on Journey to Center. Thank you, Tammy, for inviting me to be here with you. I'm so excited for what we're going to explore. I know. Let's see what happens. Well, I just want to start here. I would like to hear, um, in your words, what does the second wave mean? Well, to me, what it means is that we are all in a epic ascension of human consciousness that we're all co-creating and participating in. And we have some people on the planet that came here to assist in this transformation of human consciousness because they've got some specialties as a soul in that particular genre. Mm -hmm. And so there's uh, waves of volunteers to the planet. And anybody who's ever looked at Dolores Cannon's work got a glimpse into this already because she's been talking about the waves of volunteers for quite a while. She passed away a couple years ago, but, but she's been doing work for, you know, decades she did work um, into human into the human subconscious where she did interviews with thousands and thousands of people and they were talking about like I'm part of the first wave or I'm in the second wave and so she got curious what is this <laughs> what is this I, wave stuff mm -hmm. and so it's waves of volunteers to the planet that are really here to uplift human consciousness and help us get over that hump that we've been trying to get through um, through the other five extinctions <laughs> we've been through on the planet so I think we're you know we're I think we're going to do it this time Tammy I think this is it well, it's my personal intention. So you say that um, humans have become extinct in the past. Tell me more about that. 
Well, the indigenous people um, have uh, prophesied about this, and they've they've talked about um, all over the world uh, these uh, understandings that we've been through extinctions already on the planet. And you can even see in the planet's crust, from what I understand, uh, that we've been through these phases. So we, you know, we had we know we had the Arctic Age. We know we had um, a meteor hit the planet, and uh, you know it just burned everything. So we've been through these initiations, and currently the initiation is humanity. We are the virus on the planet. We are mm-hmm. the ones that are causing the Earth to be out of balance. It's us. So we get the chance now to m- modify our behavior and to come into harmony with the planet, so that we don't need to go extinct this time. You know, my husband says that all the time. It's humans that are the virus. You're the only other yeah. person I've heard say that. That's so funny to me. He's kind of like hearing that. So um, I want to talk to you. I, I hadn't made this distinction myself, and I really enjoyed reading this in your book. What is the difference between fate and destiny? I love that question. It's such a good one because I don't know what you're going to say, and I really want to know. <laughs> yeah. So from the way I channeled it, and I I learned about this. So, you know, it's so interesting when I channel things, a lot of things that are brought up are things that were were put into my container um, from other places. And then, and then as I channel it, you know, my, my guide White Eagle just pulls it out. You know, here it Mm -hmm. is. Remember I showed you this. (laughs) So, so the fate, the book of fate is really that book that we came in with. Um, We came in with the book of fate. We came in with the story of who we were, who we were going to be in this lifetime, this impermanent, intangible human lifetime. This, that, that story is the one that we think we are until we wake up. And, and then we start realizing, wait a second, that's just like a program. Okay. It's a lot of programming, um, like programming from our early childhood experiences, programming from our parents, programming from our educational system, programming from television, programming, mm-hmm. just tons of programming. And when you realize that, you realize that you can be the programmer of your own consciousness, then you step into the book of destiny because the book mm-hmm. of destiny is about what you create from all the stuff that you were given. Mm. Okay. So this, this seems to be making a little sense in, in regards to, I say a lot that we come in to clear our karma. We come in to clear our karma. That's one of the main reasons we come in. And um, it sounds like if, if we're not clearing our karma, we're going to be dealing with a lot of fate. But once we clear our karma, we can step more fully into our destiny. Is that accurate? I would say that's very accurate. And I would add on that the karma we're clearing is not just personal soul level karma. Mm -hmm. It's the karma embodied from our ancestry, from our human ancestry. So a lot of people get confused about that because it's kind of complex. We are multidimensional beings. But, you know, when you incarnate into a physical vessel, you're incarnating into a physical vessel that has a human ancestry, a physical ancestry. And it's got a lot of stuff that, you know, your your ancestors went to death not resolving, (laughs) Right. Like it was unresolved. Like people are still wounded and angry over many things that have happened throughout human history. So that is in your body. So when you embody into that, and this has been part of the mission of the second wave, is um, the only way to change anything on this planet is to embody and do it from the inside out. So I love that Uh you your show is sent, you know, a journey to the center because you can't change anything without being embodied on this planet. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, I, I do believe that we there is collective karma. There's like personal karma. I think there's family karma. I think there's collective karma. I was school. They were talking about like race karma. There was some there was a African-American girl speaking and they're like, well, you're doing your part to clear your race karma. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's so interesting. So it's not just our personal karma that we're carrying, but also 
our gender, our race, our, you know, ancestors, like you were saying. So, Carrie, can you give us some um, tips or points or hints or how how can we start to do our part to clear our personal karma so that we can step more fully into our light and our destiny and our authentic power? Well, I think the first step is to stop believing yourself, you know, so when you <laughs> really think that life is a certain way and you get entrenched in that position and you get, I, you know, identified with it as part of your like raison d'etre or like this is who you are, then it's really hard to change anything and it's hard to question it. So we've got to uh, realign our identity into the bigger part of us, the mm-hmm. eternal mm-hmm. aspect so that we can take a lot, all of this other book of faith stuff, like a grain of salt, you know, otherwise you're really invested in your story and you're really invested in in the human drama now i'm not to say like spiritual bypassing it whatsoever because some of this stuff we've endured as humans has been hella difficult like this is not easy Mm -hmm. stuff it's painful it hurts you grieve you get angry you feel hate there's a lot of things that we're experiencing and we're not here to bypass that experience our souls actually came in to experience those things Mm -hmm. and to illuminate them and bring bring light to them so but the only way that you can do that from my perspective and my own journey and my experience and watching all my clients is you got to realign your identity. You have to realign the identity to the bigger part of you, the eternal part of you in order to change anything in the, in the, you know, material part of you. Yes. I think that's so true. I think when we start to identify more with the fact that we are souls and spiritual beings and less with our personality, ego and human self, things can really start to shift. And you talk about that a lot in your book, you know, focus your energy. This is what you say, focus your energy and resources on aligning yourself as closely as you can in your energetic field to your true vibration. You say we must cleanse our auric field and raise in our vibration so that we make that inner transition from ego led life to soul led living. So, um, I think, I think that's absolutely right. So do you, how can we start to really, um, accept that and start to really step more fully into that? Of course we need the awareness and intention. What else can we do? Well, you know, as we align to our soul self, our eternal self, that eternal self doesn't judge us the way we judge ourselves. (laughs) Uh Acceptance. Yeah. And that's the acceptance is like, yeah. it's like, Hey, wait a second. Did you forget? I created you? <laughs> you know, like, like our souls designed us. They wanted to experience us exactly as we are. They wanted that experience. Otherwise, I mean, why would an eternally wise soul design something it didn't want? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't point. compute. Like, it's like, you know, you're this eternally wise being and you would design some experience that you don't want to have and then force yourself to have it (laughs) would never do that. So you wanted this experience, whatever it was that you've experienced in your lifetime, you wanted this and you might question it now that you're having it. Like, why in the hell did I want this? And that's a, that's an adequate question. You know, we can ask that question, but the truth is that our souls are eternally wise. They would not have programmed us to have this experience if this isn't what they wanted so and in a sense this isn't what we wanted so you know so this is about really seeing through the eyes of the soul into your own life to bring love and compassion to yourself because you are you are the the blessing everything the pain the the tears all of that and so transcending it doesn't mean making it stop 
it means stopping resisting the beauty of that experience. It's a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. And then when we when we see the beauty in it, we can create more beauty. And then we stop creating, you know, sort of we we create less of the other th- stuff that maybe is so out of congruence with harmony. Yes. And I think what you're saying is so true. If I had to boil it all down, when I started to really believe that life was for me, that the universe was on my side, that I was loved, that I was valuable, it's like I relaxed and, and life started mm-hmm. to show up really differently. And my work has become just really going deeper into that knowingness of my divinity. And you talk about this. I've thought about this. This has dropped into my awareness during meditation. And I've maybe seen it in a couple places, but I haven't gone into it deeply with anyone. But I want to hear from you because I love it so much. You say we are, we are the second coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Waking I up mean, to that divinity within. Waking up to that divinity within. And, you know, Jeshua said, you will do, with all that you see I do, you will do that and more. These That's things who you greater are. will you do. Mm-hmm. You will do these things. And you will do more than this. Like, I am just one. You are many. You will do so much more than me. And I think we 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 kind of got off track a little, you know, humanity got a little off track with that message. And I've had conversations with Jesus about this. Like, come on, Jesus, really? Like, <laughs> that's been a little bit haywire. Like, people didn't totally get the message here. Like, they thought that you were the savior and you're the only one and you're unique and there's nobody else like and you. And you're going to come back again. Where are you? You're going to come back. And you're going to save everybody like the savior complex thing. I was like, really? Like I've had many conversations with Jesus Mm -hmm. about the savior Mm -hmm. complex. And every time I start the conversation with him again, he says, mea culpa, mea culpa. (laughs) Sorry. I did my best. You know, he, he came here as a spiritual teacher. He did his best. And the way people took his teachings is the way they took his teachings. They weren't able to own their own divinity at that point. Their consciousness could not accept that they were as great as him. They could just not accept it. Yes. You know, it's like, it's like this COVID thing, you know, this COVID, this COVID lung thing, you know, uh, w- the reason why a lot of people are dying right now, this is just what I've, what I've realized through a lot of listening to interviews is because the doctors are mishandling it and they don't realize that the lungs can't absorb the oxygen, you know? And so they're, they're putting this ventilator on people, forcing oxygen into the lungs that can't receive the oxygen, thereby damaging the lungs and people are dying. And mm-hmm. It's a misunderstanding. It's like it's like Jesus, you know, was trying to teach love and we can't force love on people. If you yeah. if you try to force anything into a system that can't receive it, it re, it, it resists and it repels. We resist. Mm-hmm. And and so until there's the understanding of how to receive that love, of how to how to realize you are that love because you can only really receive what you are, what you're in harmony and vibration with. Correct. So when you realize that you're like Oh, and so like, just like when the doctors give people the right medicine for hypoxia, well, okay, now people are, are breathing again. They can receive the oxygen. You, you don't need to force oxygen down there. They can receive it now. So just the same way with love, like if people are, are not believing that they're worthy of love, then trying to force love on them pushes them away. They just yeah, can't receive too much. it. If it's too much, if it's overwhelming, it's too much. And the other thing I found to be interesting with this COVID thing is that lungs are the organ of um, grief, that that's where we hold our grief. And for years I had respiratory issues and it was because I had a lot of unprocessed grief. And so it feels like people that are um, really, really struggling with that, 
you know, maybe they have a foot out the door or something. I think I would have been a prime candidate for getting COVID and dying years ago when I hadn't done a lot of the emotional healing work. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I absolutely agree with you. The lungs are the lungs are uh, the breath of the planet, right? And lungs are they hold grief in Chinese medicine, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what are people? What's the biggest challenge that a person has on their healing journey? Is not being able to let it go and yes. not being able to forgive self and others. Exactly. I say that all the time. <laughs> and so here comes this mm-hmm. virus that's helping us. Mother Nature, this is not a punishment. This is Mother Nature's way of cleansing our lungs, which cleanses the lungs of the planet, which helps the ascension process so that people can let it go, forgive release, you ask for this experience, even if you don't remember, and to let it go, forgive it, receive the gift of that experience, and then fill up the lungs with love. Receive the love that you deserve. You are that love. Receive. And as we receive that, we cleanse and purify. We don't have so much anger and hostility and stuff. We're constantly like factoring and generating, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And some people will transition to get to that place of greater love. I think that that you know, we think of that as, as so horrible and bad, but some people are shifting into other frequencies in a way that maybe we don't prefer. And this isn't about bypassing the grief or saying, um, you know, or, or saying, well, that that's permissible now, mm-hmm. you know, all of this trauma I experienced. Um, and it's not about like cutting off the feelings from it, but it's so amazing how when you really can accept all the things that have happened to you, and forgive it and realize that this in some way was part of an experience that you chose to have. When you can really forgive that and accept the gifts of the experience, you can hold all of it at once. Like the yes. joy and the pain can exist simultaneously. You are absolutely right. And to have compassion for our stories. Something else that you talk about that I really appreciate it because you put it so succinctly. You said until we're responsible for our own life and choices and choose to grow spiritually as a sovereign co-creator, we remain stuck in the cycles of karma created by the victim, perpetrator, rescuer (laughs) paradigm. Gosh, I have been all three of those and I'm so grateful to have retired them. It's nice to be off the triangle. Oh, I'm off the triangle. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to be using that, Carrie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Triangle. That's okay. I'm off the triangle. <laughs> that's that's a sacred geometry that you probably want to step off of. And it's a hard one to get off of because it's got a perfect formation, right? It just hooks you every single time. So until you learn to bring yourself out of it and accept that you chose this experience. And so anytime people are in a victim consciousness, the interesting thing is um, I lived a relationship for 20 years where we were both the victim and the other person was the perpetrator. How is that possible? But it is. Yeah. And it so can be for people, sure. They live that relationship where like I'm the victim and you're the perpetrator, you're the mean person. And we don't want to see ourselves as the perpetrator, but somebody else can. And, you know, so this is really the argument. This is entrenchment you know, and, and stuckness. And so that's where I'm saying, like, at some point, somebody's got to give, you know, yes. retaliation, eye for an eye. Well, you did this and so now I'm going to blow up you. And I've been watching Homeland, that um, that show on HBO and just mm-hmm. watching the mm-hmm. whole thing like, wow, you know, like, how many years can this go on for? Well, it's gone on for thousands of years and there's no resolution to it. It just keeps going. So the question is this, you know, do you want to keep playing that game, collectively humanity? 
Or do you want to find out what's possible when we step off the triangle? Like there, that's only one geometry. There's so many others. Mm -hmm. We could be experiencing all different kinds of things on this planet other than that simple triangle of disempowerment. No, I chose a promotion. <laughs> I mean, it had many lessons to, to teach us for sure. No, it was, it was important. It was valuable. It just wasn't that much fun. But now it's boring. You know, wow. it's like, it's just so predictable and repetitive. Well, and the other thing that you speak of, and I think this was really, really, really important in my reality is like to get off the rescuer program. I think I had it wired. I wanted to be of <laughs> service. I want to be a healer. I want to be a helper. I want to be an uplifter. But I was a rescuer and I really had to heal my own stuff so I could see more clearly and let people be who and where they are without trying to like carry them up the hill. Yeah, I had a really interesting, funny vision one uh, one morning as I was waking up. I White Eagle often sends me those visions as I'm waking, and I was lying in bed, and I see this, you know, in those early moments, I see this uh, field, this meadow, and there's a shepherd walking in the meadow, and I'm like, that's interesting. Why is there a shepherd walking in the meadow? And then I see the shepherd has a huge sack on his back, and I'm like, wow, he's got a huge sack. He's carrying a heavy load. And then I see the sack is wiggling. It's like wiggling and wriggling. And I, I feel like that's really interesting. I walk up and I look inside the sack and it's filled with sheep. <laughs> and I hear uh, White Eagle. White Eagle says, Carrie, sheep can walk. <laughs> uh, like, that's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, you don't that have to That was carry my them. moment. I, I tell that story often because we don't have to carry them. They can walk. We're not here to carry all the sheep. You know, there we are here, and and I know that you know this in your heart. You you came to be in service. You you're you know an ancient soul. You're like you know what? I love this challenge. I'm going to come here to this planet and experience this, and I'm going to help a lot of people if I can. And so you came here to do that. Yeah. So that call it a service. That's an accurate feeling. That is true, and you don't have to carry them. They can walk. That's been such a tough lesson. I love that vision. And it's true. It's like, just allow people to be who and where they are. The most important thing we can do is take responsibility for our reality and then be the light. Yeah, because the thing is, like, you know, carrying someone through their challenge is like walking in when someone's been working on a puzzle for like all weekend and you walk in and you just sit down and you solve the puzzle for them. That's yeah, that's not that satisfying. <laughs> that's really And crappy. my experience is that people resent. People they resent do. you when you try to do too much for them. They become entitled and they become, I've tried to rescue so many people and you'd think they'd be grateful. <laughs> no, because you're, you're sitting yourself down at their puzzle and you're like, hey, this piece goes over here and this piece goes there and this piece goes there. And they're like, I was going to solve that puzzle and now you solved it for me. That it doesn't, doesn't help me. It doesn't I help. I want to learn. It doesn't help. All right, Carrie, I can't believe how fast we're going. I'm so grateful that you said yes to another show um, again for next week. But I want you to do a shout out real quickly. Where can people find you, get a copy of this amazing book, connect with you, learn about what you're teaching? How can they do that? Well, they can go to my website, uh, carriehummingbird.com. That's K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com. And there they'll find a link to the Second Wave book, to the Awakening to Me book, which are also on Amazon. And uh, and then they'll find out about Butterfly Circle. And I've got a liberation series going right now. We're doing energetic uh, lifting of old programming from the old thousands of years of patriarchy. We're clearing that now and stepping into a whole new space. And it's exciting. So things like that are going on all the time. I'm on my page. So just connect me, hit me up, get a discovery call. 
I love it. I think this is really fun and exciting. I loved your book. I got so much value. It's highlighted all over the place and just lots of nuggets of wisdom. And I just appreciate you saying yes to your healing path so you can be a channel and conduit of light and, the, and love in the world. And I love doing this as I know you do as well. And it's so inspiring to see other people uh, stepping up, stepping up and owning their power and speaking out. And I get to learn from everybody. So it's fabulous. I love this. And it is, and it's available to everyone. If it's, it's not like, you know, few are chosen. We're all chosen. It's only a few of us that, that choose to say yes, I think, to our authentic power, passion, purpose, potential. But I think those numbers are growing every day. Every day. And just how interesting is it going to be on this planet when more and more people are doing that? Isn't that exciting, Tammy? I'm excited. I'm very optimistic. Are, are, are you optimistic? I am optimistic. I'm definitely optimistic. And I, you know, I that carries me through the moments when I have some despair. <laughs> yes. But yeah, mostly very optimistic. Yes. More optimistic than pessimistic, more joyful than, than sad. Definitely um, ascending and, and spending more time in that space of love and light for sure. I'm, I'm just so incredibly grateful to be on this planet at this particular time. Just so incredibly grateful. We're, we're the ones that we've been waiting for. We're the ones <laughs> that came here to have this experience. And so embrace it all. Absolutely. Keep your mind and heart open to the journey. That's what I get more than anything. Relax, trust the process, enjoy the journey. So that's what I'm doing. And um, so, so grateful for you, Carrie. Thank you for saying yes to this conversation. I'm inspired and energized and very excited about having another conversation with you again next week. And to my lovely, lovely listeners, thank you for being part of the energy here today on Journey to Center and Power Radio. It's fun to have these conversations with my experts, but it's even more fun to be in relationship and energetically connected to you. That makes it even more fun. So be in touch with us. Be in touch with Carrie. Be in touch with me. And let's continue the conversation. Know that we're sending you blessings of grace, ease, joy, ascension, enlightenment, and a lot of love from our hearts to yours. Onward and upward. Bye for now.